0: News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling.
1: I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair, Paul Murphy. He's the Managing Director of Avcom, uh, the premium event production agency. Paul, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks, Bobby, for hosting me. Not at all. Lovely to have you here. And this is the business that was started by your father, Tony, in 1980. Uh, you're originally a dub. Tell us about your early years. I know you were very involved in the business, e- even on a part-time basis, in your earlier years.
0: Yeah, my dad set up Avcom in 1980 and um, he did it from the family home. So very much my life and my childhood was very much intertwined with Avcom, the business. So um, my dad converted the the garage in the house into a storage room for his audiovisual equipment and had a a video suite in the corner of the room of the front room as well so that was funny whenever he was going into recordings or anything like that the whole house had to go quiet while they did a take so intertwined in our house was a madhouse of five kids and at times then we all had to go quiet for two or three minutes until my dad finished a take or recording or a voice pop or anything like that
1: Now you went to uh, DIT um, again I think you did a couple of years there but you you found the drawback uh, to the business um, was, 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 was a stronger magnet than uh, Root of Academia, but you also worked in uh, the pod night with uh, the late John Reynolds, is that right?
0: Yeah, that was a great experience. That's while I was in college. I worked on uh, Thursday, Friday and Saturday nights and then during the whole summer. Uh, it was great fun, mad place. So it was meeting wonderful people. Really got me into dance music as well. So again, it kind of intertwined with the whole audio visual end of things. Yeah. It was just a great time, a mad time, and got to great meet some great people and great celebrities as well.
1: Yeah, and did you did, did you have one eye on coming back to the family business when you were working there? You did. I did really. At the end of the day, is from from my perspective, is I finished school
0: early. I did my leaving cert, but I did it when I was sixteen, going on seventeen, just the way the school years worked. So I went into college, kind of like a lot of people, not quite knowing what I wanted to do. So I took on business as a kind of a general element that I knew could help me, with whatever my career would take me but ultimately the lure of the live events and my dad's business was always pulling at my strings and always there so I jumped into that but I I think the benefit of me between my own Leaving surf courses and my couple of years in college was I got a good understanding of business where our industry would traditionally attract technical people into it and not really business minds. So I think I'm I'm fortunate enough to combine the technical with the business um, acumen and that's why yeah. Avcom has become a success from my dad's foundation.
1: Uh, you, you, you say you had two significant roles in Avcom before taking over the business. Uh, I think you were the account manager at the Burlington um, and you were also the account manager at the Four Seasons. Explain how, what an account manager in each of those locations would do for us.
0: So in the Burlington Hotel there in Upper Leeson Street is a big convention centre that they have a capacity of about 1,100 people. So basically, as an account manager, you are placed into that hotel and become part of that property's team when selling and hosting uh, national and international events. So when they would bring people in for size visits, we would also sell and help them develop their event from a technical production point of view. So we were in-house there working with the team, working on events. I was there full-time. So I was in there in my early 20s, and that really... I really look back at those two positions as shaping my career. One, first from a business and confidence point of view in the Burlington Hotel, is going in there and looking after some massive international events. I remember a good story that I was in there looking after a, a big financial worldwide conference and at the local Dublin office were the hosts. So I worked with the event planner up to the event day and the day beforehand, the full team came in and I was introduced to the CEO of the Dublin office. And the morning of the event, the event planner came up to me and says, We better pull off a good event here now, Paul. My CEO is going. Why is this young guy looking after our event? Does he have the capabilities? So it was like, "Oh, thanks. I really need this pressure on top of a live event, you know." But to wrap it around, and, and this is what I'm talking about with conference building is we were all invited to Royley's Bistro at the end of the event. I think it was two or three day events, and the CEO, CEO came up and chatted to me, and he said he couldn't believe that someone of, of my age could could host such an event and pull off such a spe- spectacular event. Where he went as far to as ask about my relationship status because he thought I'd be a good match for his daughter. <laughs> I politely declined because I had a girlfriend at the time who's now my wife, so I think it was a good decision.
1: <laughs> I think you might be right. Tell us as well about, you know, you know, when you talk about the business in your dad's time, it was originally an AV rental and video production business. Now, it's a premium event business. I yeah. suppose from there to here, it's a very different business, is it not? And events are amazing. Well, you look after the technical side of the event, but you're also you know the choreographer of the event itself and like events are a bit like catering you're you're only as good as your last meal absolutely um, yeah. and and so so tell us a little bit about you know when you know a presentation maybe used to be uh, an overhead projector and an acetate slide now there's all sorts of technology and dynamics at play
0: Absolutely. Like when, when I was a technician with the company, I remember launching the uh, euro currency to the worldwide press and central bank as Dublin hosted the, the EU presidency. And I remember um, showing off the euro notes on acetates and overhead projectors in there as well. I kind of scratch my head now. and How, how did we get around? away with that back then, but that was the technology in use. Where nowadays we're 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 dealing with LED screens, immersive experiences. So for AVCOM, what's what's promoted us to go into the kind of premium production agency model is it was actually accelerated by the pandemic because traditionally is on the technical side, the rental side of events is it was kind of last in planning. And yeah. then when the pandemic came and all event planners and, and companies were trying to decide as how do we replace the in-person experience? How do we communicate? we became front and centre for our clients, became educators and how they could broadcast to their audience during lockdown restrictions. So that really accelerated our place on the event journey and really where we're trying to position ourselves now is we can be event design architects and bring all elements of the events together from a design and technical production point of view and really work with all stakeholders at the start of the event journey.
1: It's amazing, is it not, Paul, that, you know, when you say that about the the sort of the the Zoom boom and all (laughs) that during the pandemic, there's still a bit of that has stayed in terms of people decide now whether they want to go in person or, you know, attend via Zoom or Teams or whatever it is. So... Are you now trying to manage a sort of a hybrid model in terms of being good at both, that you've got to be good live and you've also got to be good on technology?
0: Well that is, that's the industry that we're in at the moment and for us on the technical side is brilliant because we kind of have two functions we have the live in person and then we have the broadcast as well. But the industry itself is really challenged by this because ultimately what everybody wants and feels is the in person experience and that was missed during the pandemic but ultimately we've opened up the Pandora's box of choice for the audience that they want to choose whether they want to attend in person or online and obviously there's huge advantages online with regards time, inclusive sustainability sustainability. people don't have to travel all around the world to, to attend an event so they want choice but the industry itself still have to come to terms with this because it, it has an effect on how you plan an event, how you budget, how do you monetize the online audience, yeah. and how do you make the in-person experience VIP to attract people in there. But ultimately, it's down to the type of event. If it's social, if it's networking, it's the core of your event, well, that's always going to be in person. But if it's communication like corporate town hall meetings or education, they can certainly go online. But ultimately, it's down to, to the audience and what they want. And that's what we did at the end of last year is we um, conducted some research and send a survey out to people who participated in events over the last year. And really what came back to them is the overwhelming thing is one is choice and two is they want something big to attract them into the in-person
1: event. Whether that's
0: using technologies, content, immersive experience or the networking side of
1: it. So there needs to be a hook to get people to go in person. Exactly. So,
0: So we've got to get creative as an industry to ensure that happens.
1: Uh, Finally, you've met some interesting people on your journey, Paul. Um, I know you were involved in the Special Olympics. Uh, You met uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, uh, You also met Nelson Mandela, is that correct?
0: Yeah, obviously through the business we're in and through my pod nightclub I've had the fortunate um, to meet so many wonderful people but Nelson Mandela was definitely top. You know when you go to dinner parties people ask you a question who's the most famous person you met? I say Nelson Mandela. Some people say what's your first concert? And I say Michael Jackson and Wembley in the Bad tour. So I always kind of trump everybody at the table. But meeting Nelson Mandela was brilliant. Uh, He's a gentleman, (laughs) he's such a presence. But it was daunting as well. At that stage I had to put a tie clip mic onto him with his security and entourage around him. And if you remember Mr. Mandela President Mandela wore a very long shirt so you have to pull up the shirt and clip the belt pack onto his belt with all these people watching it and make sure everything's okay Wow okay. he's so professional he made it easy on me
1: well listen it's a, it's a great story Paul Murphy managing director of Avcom thanks for joining us today and every success with your business Thank you Bobby News Talks
0: executive chair Thanks to Skillness Ireland
1: driving business success through innovative training and upskilling.